Hello, welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins. It's great to have your company. An amazing reaction to last week's podcast. Thank you all so much for your kindness. The download figures are amazing, and I'm most grateful to everyone for their support. I don't mention often that you can sponsor me via what's called Patreon. For the price of a Cafe Con Lecce per month, you can contribute to helping me keep the podcast going. There's a link on my website, danmullinsmusic.com, or you can go to patreon.com forward slash danmullins. I do a gig, a Zoom gig for my patrons once a month on Saturday nights in the US and Sunday morning in Australia, danmullinsmusic.com. To this week, and wow, what a week it's been. Australia is back in the headlines because of our COVID numbers, and they're climbing again after many months of being under control. It's led many of us to think about security and isolation, taking care of others, considering others, reaching out to others. And it's made me reflect on my Camino journey, the good days, the days when I started the day thinking I would cruise to my destination, only to find stormy seas, even doldrums. There's an old saying we've discussed here many times, the Camino provides. In order for provision to be of significance, there needs to be a form of requirement. We all need so much. We all want so much. But do we really need much? We tell ourselves we want it. But there's another old saying, be careful what you pray for, you just might get it. A pilgrimage is an opportunity for renewal, a restart, a reboot, Control-Alt-Delete, click Restart. Pack a few things in a bag and wander off. What's not to like about that sentence? Pack a few things in a bag and wander off. This is a podcast about the Camino de Santiago or the Way of St. James. There are pilgrimages right across Europe under the blessing of St. James. The most famous and popular is what's called the Camino Francaise from St. Jean-Pied-de-Port in France across almost the entire width of Spain to Santiago de Compostela. The remains of St. James, who was one of Christ's apostles, are interred beneath the cathedral in Santiago. Indeed, Santiago de Compostela translates as St. James under a field of stars. The American author Carrie Jones said once, The secret of happiness is freedom. The secret of freedom is courage. Pack a few things in a bag and wander off. My guest this week is a Danish pilgrim, Heiner Olsen. Welcome, pilgrim. Thank you, Dan, and thanks for having me. It's great to have you. It's fantastic. I mentioned the opportunity to wander, but do you sometimes walk and wonder? Well, um, when I started my first Camino, I've never walked further than to my car or to my bike to get anywhere. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as you said... Um, I uh, I had a um, a rough time in my life, and my doctor suggested me to pack a bag and enjoy freedom. So I did, and uh, I started my first Camino with no knowledge other than there was this walk, and uh, and I started off uh, with a month of preparation and uh, packed a bag with what what I thought I needed. At that point, it weighed seven kilos. And when I reached Santiago, it weighed five kilos. So (laughs) I learned to let go of a lot of things, and uh, it completely changed my life. I saw on social media this week you said you'd just been invited to appear on this podcast, and you said, I'll throw up a link when it's online, hoping you'll listen and hear about why I'm walking and my relationship with the big questions in life. 
Why are big questions important in your life? Well, uh, as I said, I was in a, a rough time in my life, a work life and my social life and everything. Um, I had recently, or not even recently, but I had been divorced and I felt a bit alone and and that my life was going in circles. So, um, so I kept, uh, I, I've, I've previously, five years before, I had seen this a TV series about the Camino from a Danish TV personality. And, uh, and yeah, uh, the closer I came to starting my walk, the more I saw this word, Camino, and I didn't know what it meant. And, uh, and then my doctor said, well, you should try it. And on my way on the Camino, I, I truly believe that I, I can't, my, my old self died and, um, and I was reborn. And uh, I found a meaning with the spiritual world and... Uh, and then, and to be free, that made me realize that no matter what, then life is beautiful. But um, it's important not to keep going around in a circle, but just keep going in a straight line and uh, take everything as it comes, as we would say here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that really can change your life if you keep going around. And I hate walking at home because I know I, when I walk half the way, I have to go back again. And I don't want that. I prefer to just walk in a straight line. It, it, it's really freeing. And then uh, experiencing how you get welcomed by everyone and, um, and all the problems you have and you go through, there will always be someone that helps you. I still haven't seen anyone get uh, totally lost on the Camino or sitting by themselves. There will always be one. Um, and since I, I walk my first Camino, I... Uh, promised myself I would do it once a year and then I did it the year after and I promised myself I would do this twice a year so in three years I walked 5,000 kilometers down there wow <laughs> that's so great you yeah. said you said listeners in your social media post you said listeners would hear a grown man confess his relationship and religion with God so go yeah. on go on tell us about your relationship well, with God well, in the beginning, I was a heathen from Denmark that just wanted to walk uh, those 800 kilometers. And uh, after a few days, I realized my body was broken down. I was, I was honestly not fit for doing this. My knees were, well, most who have done this walk will know what I'm talking about. I, was, I needed a rest day. Um, and I was sitting on the side of a hill a morning and I was crying. And this, and I really felt I couldn't do this, and I just wanted a taxi home. And then this beautiful young Spanish girl comes walking by, and she looks up. And uh, of course, we can't communicate. She doesn't speak English, but she just puts up two thumbs and smiles. And I know if that means, are you okay? And um, that was all I needed there. And I felt that, that, um, that somebody told me, just try to go on a little bit further. And I kept walking and I felt better. I came to a town, which most people who have walked uh, knows, uh, Estrella. Hmm. Uh, Estrella. And uh, I, I stayed there for two days and I met this wonderful hospitalero uh, and a friend um, who, um, I call him a friend now, but a, a stranger, but a fellow Dane who lived in Barcelona. And um, at that moment, I, uh, I still had some some problems from home where uh, a former uh, girlfriend of mine was 
trying to contact me uh, through the phone and um and and that kept uh, making everything worse because I still had this contact to home so I was standing in the albergue in Estella and all of a sudden I never dropped my phone but that day it just slipped out of my hand and the and the screen cracked and I could only see in the little corner I could see the green um um icon for the phone and when i pressed that i could call my mom but i couldn't do anything else with with this phone oh. and uh and for five weeks i didn't have a phone and i had to sit and 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 uh and and communicate with people i had to observe everything and through that i uh i i i came to a conclusion that maybe there's more between heaven and earth than we people think because there's a connection between all of us and sometimes i feel that this phone or smartphone we're walking with breaks this connection when we are there so uh, i love walking around without my phone but i must admit now i have my phone with me i love taking the pictures but the first walk without uh, any um, chances of either checking a map or anything but just trust that you're doing the right thing and uh, one day I was walking in the wrong direction and uh, I was tired, of course. And and I, I meet, after two kilometers, a guy who only speaks Spanish. He ends up taking me home to his home, getting a cousin who speaks English that drives me back to the Camino. And so every time I get lost, there will be, a, as we call them, Camino Angel to help you. And, um, and, and through that, I, I started believing both in myself, but also that that as long as I'm taking this leap of faith and doing things, then I'll be okay and and be fine. You said you wanted to talk about your relationship with God. Yeah. What what oh, yeah. What, yeah. what created the connection though with God? I think it was uh, in Navarat. Uh, I was in there one day and I walked into a church to see it as a as a uh, um, yeah, it's just a tourist site. Yeah. I wanted to see that church. And I went in there with a German and an American. And uh, we've been in a few churches before, so we always split up and, and walked around without anything, uh, without talking to each other and looking at the stuff. And uh, the German was religious and they prayed and, and so on. And when we come out of this church, we all looked at each other and I started crying. And uh, none of us was crying out of being unhappy or anything, but we all felt this connection in here. And um, and 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 uh, I, I would say before I took this walk, I was very angry at a lot of things. So I had told myself that if you are there, or if there is a God, then show me, then then show me something that I cannot explain. And through the first Camino, that was the first thing I couldn't explain was this urge to cry and and just let everything out. And I've never felt as good as when I walked out of that church without having any idea what was going on. Later on, we were sleeping in a monastery where I had the experience of, um, well, some would say ghosts or supernatural, which I've never had in my life before. We woke up at four o'clock and just walked out of there because we were all terrified. And we kept having these really, uh, not supernatural, but very, very intense moments on this walk. And uh, and the, I've done five other Caminos. I've never experienced it again because it's not something I, I really want to experience. But 
there was this strong thing. So I started praying at every cross I passed. Uh, then I gave up on that again when I realized how many crosses there are in Spain. <laughs> and so, but but I, I I really found myself, and to this day I I still trust that 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 there is a plan with God, and um, and you don't have, in my opinion, of course, but you don't have to go into the churches or anything. Yeah. You just have to be willing to take a leap of faith, and uh, the first is to take the first step on the Camino for everyone who starts. Yeah, that's so true. So true. Leap of faith is a beautiful yeah. way of putting it. A leap of faith. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You said yeah. that you wanted to talk about viewing the world from a different angle. What does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, well, after my first Camino, I went home and I sold my car. I, uh, of course, I have some possessions. I, have a, I, I live in a cabin now. I used to live in a big house. I try to... The goal for me is not to make more money. The goal for me in life is to to get more time to be with myself and 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 walk. Um, and the lesser I have, the more happy I am. I realize that uh, sitting on Camino del Norte, which is a is a very hard Camino physically, and uh, I was sitting at the coast with a, a a little pack of chorizo and a bread and a bottle of water, and I've never been more happy. <laughs> um, from sitting in the finest restaurants where I feel uncomfortable and don't know how what to do, there are, it was uh, and and the views on on Camino del Norte, I yeah, are amazing. So sitting there with just a little bit of food, all you need, and some water, and having a view that was worth uh, yeah, it it's it was beautiful. So so there I I, I realized this thing that. That um, if if the, if you spend your life wanting more, then you might end up having less, and uh, of what's important. And I think the most important thing in life is time. Um, oh, I, <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree, my friend. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You you talk about your relationship with God, the fact that you have really. Um, changed your way of life to live much simpler. I wonder then if you could tell us one way that being a pilgrim shines through in your everyday life. Well, I always have time to help a fellow human being if they need mm. my help. Yeah. Uh, and that, that, uh, for that, you always, have, you, you are never too busy to help someone that, that, um, and and uh, like if I am late for something, I says, well, I met a guy who dropped all his stuff. I had to help him pick it up. That's always a, a valid excuse. If it's not, then then you your job must be very 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 important or life saving. But but you always have time to help other, and you are obligated to help. Um, and but you also like when I I walk uh, on the French way. I've been there a few times now so i i know the place very well and uh, a lot of new pilgrims uh, uh, all um tries to um to get suggestions on where to go from me yeah and they all say you won't tell us anything and that's because i will not um take away from them the experience of the camino uh, and 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 trying this but i also feel like i'm helping them 
because if I was giving them, you should stay here, 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 here. I sold them uh, a, a a way of walking instead of them finding their own way. So I do the same here in 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 my life at home. Instead of telling people what to do, I I rather um, give them say that 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 sounds like a good idea when they suggest something. And uh, people will probably be annoyed by me because sometimes I've people have asked, oh, they want to go to this albergue. And I know that it might be a little, maybe not the best albergue. But I also feel that I know that they won't uh, get hurt in there. They just maybe not have the best experience. Yeah. But then they have something to um, to talk about after that. Uh, of course, if it's a really bad place, I will warn them and say, well, this, <laughs> this is, might not be a, a good thing. But yeah, so I try to take that back to my home life here. And if people ask for advice, I will, I will be very subtle about giving it, but I will always help them, of course. That's the... Yeah, that's the pilgrim's way, isn't it? It's uh, Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. saw also... Try something new. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I saw somewhere a picture of your garden. You were growing Ooh. potatoes and other vegetables. Has yeah. pilgrimage given you a fresh perspective on roots and earth and growth? Oh, yeah. Uh, in many ways, I'm, um, I'm not upset, but I, I accept the way the world is. But um, the way I wish to live my life is, is much more simple. Um, I, I, uh, I like to yeah, grow a lot of vegetables and, 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 uh, and, and just have the feeling that I can still um, grow my own food, for example. The, the yeah. idea of taking care of myself is very important for me. Um, and not feeling that, that I am, I, I don't need anyone. Um, it sounds harsh. It's the Danish way of saying it means more that I'm not, um, I can, I can supply for myself with my food and the most basic things. And that's, um, uh, yeah, that's something I actually had that before the Camino as well. I, I always wanted a garden where I had like a, a small or fresh fruit. And also because I feel like, the sooner you harvest something and you eat it, the more healthy it is. And I have these um, ideas about modern days production that I'm maybe not a big fan of. But yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah. it's I think it's fantastic. Actually, to be honest, the pictures that I saw, it looks a very healthy garden. It's, it's beautiful. Oh. But but I can't imagine that in Denmark you have many months of seasons where you can grow a lot of vegetables. We say that we have a, our favorite day of the year is the day we call summer. <laughs> we have a lot of <laughs> rain here, <laughs> uh, but we have a, a very good climate for, for, for growing certain types of vegetables, but only one season, of course. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, with all the rain, it's, it can give off. But of course, being self-supplying here in Denmark takes a lot of work. And, and I walk too much to do that because then you need your, your other things. But... Yeah, I, um, I I learned a lot of the techniques I'm using here. I actually learned on my way through Spain. If I see a beautiful garden and they're working there, I try in my broken Spanish to ask for seeds or yeah. something. And yeah, the, and uh, the Spanish people love uh, love showing off their gardens. They That's, certainly do. They certainly do, and they do such a great job of it. I I, yeah. I saw also a picture that you you made a new walking stick. Tell us about yeah. the, tell us about the cross of Tau that you burned into the timber. Well, it was um, 
it was as a, at one of the first uh, monasteries or yeah I stayed at was um was a part of the Franciscan order and uh, and um and I, I kept yeah uh, seeing this cross or I actually didn't knew it was a cross yeah before I uh, reached or oh, what is the name of the town we call it the pirate town because uh but there is a town where they uh, uh, right the town right after saint anton um oh, to, yes exactly yeah in that town there is uh, some legends about this cross and there i i met a hospitalero who told me the story about it and i uh, i like the um the idea of saint francis that uh, his way of, of life and uh, yeah. the philosophy behind him. So I've since then always tried to go to the Franciscan uh, monasteries. Last year I was in um, uh, a little uh, east of um, Petron. Is is it Habon? It's called the monastery, right? Which is a uh, Fr Franciscan monastery, which was amazing. And uh, um, um, so so. In that sense, I took that cross to me because uh, sometimes here in Denmark, the religious part is uh, we're very atheistic here. So, uh, so walking around with a cross sometimes for some is provocative, but the cross of Tao they always think is very nice, and they say that's a nice tea, and then they go on. <laughs> so, so in that sense, I, I I also try to use that as a, a symbol to just walk with myself without having to comment on it because. I don't like when when most people in Denmark, if they want to talk uh, religion, it's about uh, confronting you about it instead of just asking why yeah. or uh, or something. They 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 uh, they seem like they have to to uh, attack it uh, and and defend their uh, view of life. And um, so I choose not to to go into these discussions because. Honestly, no, none of the people in these discussions get any wiser from that. So, <laughs> uh, I do understand their their uh, way of life because I, I or or their view of life uh, because I had it myself. I viewed life like that, yeah, and now I view it differently. So, yeah, and I know I can change my perspective, but uh, sometimes I'm not sure they can. Not when they start like a, an attack. So, so I took the cross of Tao into me in that sense that I wear it instead of a cross. You say just now that you stay with Franciscans uh, and yeah. St. Francis of Assisi visited Astorga. You can walk in his footsteps there, I think. And yeah. he was about finding divinity in the simplest things. He, yeah. St. Francis dedicated his life to the poor and to nature and he lived himself in poverty in pact with nature. Yeah. And it sounds to me like that's a message that resonates with you. Oh yeah, uh, very much. Um especially uh the thing about uh, both nature and um and also about uh, living with the poor. Um yeah. As a Dane, I'm 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 born in a very very privileged spot on earth. Uh we might be some of the most privileged people on the planet. Um, because we have a very, very, very good system for taking care of of everyone. We have poor people, we have problems like everywhere else, but we have the support system that catches most people. Um, 
So having the understanding of what it means to have nothing is sometimes very hard for a Dane. And, um, and, uh, and sometimes we can have uh, a view of poverty uh, that is, is not correct. So mm. uh, I've chosen sometimes uh, to sleep in homeless shelters um and uh, and i've uh, <laughs> on camino del norte i met a homeless guy in san sebastian who was lost and uh we ended up um he ended up walking to santiago he quit drinking and just kept walking with us and and uh, and all he needed was actually just a friend which was uh, it's a long story but about a young man who was totally lost in spain and 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 these things is, is, of course, something I get from the Franciscans. You should never... Uh, actually, I, I admire people who can live for, for less than I can because uh, without struggling, of course. But but uh, the people who want more in life, I, I tend to see as being... Um, uh, they didn't get the point. Yeah, so, yeah. Sort of say. Yeah, yeah I, I read somewhere um, on another one of your posts, you talked about one of the monasteries and you said, I'm looking forward to the next time I can get the honor of sleeping on top of the graves of their brothers. The hallway with sleeping cabins is built on one of their burial sites. You get, you said, no better sleep in the world because as a monk said to you, they were all in truth, good men. That's a great line, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it's in a, uh, it was um, it, that monastery is amazing. Sometimes I walk just to come there because. Um, where, where is uh, it? Where is it? Uh, it's it's uh, when you come from uh, the Portuguese way, right? And uh, you come to Padron, you walk uh, three kilometers east to. I'm not sure if it's Hebron or Hebron, <laughs> but but it's called. Uh, there's a monastery there. Uh, it's closed right now because there are only three monks there. And um, two of them is over 80 years old and one mm. is, I think, 70. So it's closed for now. But uh, when it opens again, it that's a very, very special place. You cannot book and uh, you cannot walk in without a, a backpack. Um, it's They are very much a, a, a true pilgrim's hostel. And one of the monks there, who is a Franciscan, he took in a baby a lamb uh, from a sheep. And now that a lamb has grown up and it's a sheep, but it's following him everywhere. <laughs> so the first time I stood there, what is this place? And they have the most beautiful garden. They have a beautiful monastery. And uh, Albergi is built on top of um, or where you sleep in these alcovi. used to be um, the seminarium for new monks, but they haven't had any monks for years. So, um, or new, uh, yeah, uh, uh, new students they haven't had yeah. for years, so they uh, changed it to um, to the albergue. So you sleep in these uh, small bunk beds. Fantastic! And, uh, it's it's a fantastic place. Uh, I found it up after five caminos first, and uh, yeah, I love the line that you wrote. You said at that same monastery they have their own source. Uh, reportedly, you find the love of one's life when you drink it. And you said that might explain why there are only three monks left in the monastery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were they were telling me that all the Spanish moms would. There was a certain day when the public could come in and get water there, and they said they had an influx of Spanish moms who wanted their 
sons to get married and, and so on. So yeah, it, 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 that is one of the better one. Of course, all over um, the Caminos, the different ones, there are great monasteries, but this one really, um, really, uh, uh, yeah, uh, was special for me. And, uh, and they also make their own uh, uh, wine and, um, yeah, and they grow these peppers of Padron which uh, I've never seen so beautiful crops. And then I realized it was the two monks that was over 80 years old that was taking care of them all day. And I have over the past few weeks started to ask questions, Heiner. Some of those questions might help me get a sense of the type of people who walk the Camino and the type of people that are attracted to pilgrimage. So I'm going to ask you a handful of questions, if I may. What makes you, sure. what makes you really happy? Oh, yeah. What makes me really happy is is walking is one of the things. Um, simply just moving a physical distance and um, and seeing the with fellow pilgrims and seeing the joy in their faces and and the camaraderie is is something that truly I need every year just to learn that that humans are good. So that makes me happy to yeah, walk with fellow pilgrims and, um, and experience how helpful people actually are in, um, yeah. in this world. Yeah, in this world. What do you make yeah. of meeting pilgrims from all over the world? Uh, it uh, broadens my perspective of the world. When I see news about the world, I have a better understanding on why it's like that. Uh, especially in these times where the news can be very, very confusing. Yeah, it's nice to have a friend in Taiwan. You can you can write and ask what's up with this, or <laughs> and and get it from their viewpoint. Yeah, and um, and 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 this the this long conversation you have with people through a whole day. Um, if you walk with them for six hours, you get to know people pretty well after six hours, actually. Um, yeah. If if you like me, I talk a lot, so I just ask questions. And if they, if I feel like they don't want to talk and want to walk in, in peace, I just, you know, let them be and, and walk on. But a lot of people actually would like to have these um, conversations just about life and how it is in the different places of the world. And that would always uh, broaden your, your, uh, yeah, sorry for my English. It's not the best. It would broaden your perspective yeah. of life. Yeah. And it's lovely, isn't it, to, to feel part of that global family? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, as uh, I, I rather talk about this, a lot of things with fellow pilgrims than with my um, close friends here at home, mm. simply because it's, um, you know, the type of person who, who chooses to walk um, a certain distance um, is is open for for new things and yeah. open ideas and uh, and that's a very important trait so one of your social media posts Heiner you talked about anxiety what is anxiety yeah. to you um it's when you're afraid of the world or you're afraid of tomorrow um that's one thing i learned on on the camino i was oh i feared the future a lot and um, and after that, I learned that you can never really predict what's going to happen tomorrow. So you might as well uh, enjoy today. 
It was a Spanish girl who, every time I had a little bit of worry, she said to me, mañana, mañana, tomorrow, tomorrow. And, uh, and that uh, realized that, yeah, she was like, we can worry about that tomorrow. And tonight we are having fun. And um, I brought that a lot into my life here. I never, I try not to worry about the future because that gives you anxiety and, and will make you uh, afraid and, and try to protect yourself. Um, and stay home from things or avoiding doing anything with your life because you're afraid of the change it will uh, it will give you. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and and I also meet a lot of people uh, now on, on when I do uh, the Camino who is very anxious about what's going to happen tomorrow and stuff, and uh, that's where I f- I uh, feel like I help them by been the one who have walked before and I can always say that well you should not worry too much because there will happen some something that will help you and then I met them two days after and they will tell me oh this guy came and picked me up in a car when I was uh, you know you know how helpful people are on the yeah, Camino yeah. so so they will get this experience if uh, if somebody can't walk or the sharing of medication on the Camino I one year I was uh, and we were having fun about it because everyone was had in the beginning they bring so much medication you know for painkillers for everything they can imagine will happen i even met somebody who had like compression binds for uh, i think it was bullets uh, like for gunshots and, <laughs> and and we couldn't stop laughing when i said well i only think you'll be needing the painkillers and that bandage because so um and that's of course you pack this um emergency bag because of anxiety of everything that can happen but i i never bring anything else than iodine now and a, and a piece of bandage because i know the amount of painkillers and voltrangil and what else people are using is plentiful on all of the camino you will find painkillers in each of the <laughs> because people leave them behind they realize oh we didn't need this much yeah 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 so, yeah so many people pack uh, their backpack you can see how much they worry in life by the size of their backpack. The bigger, the more anxiety anxiety they have. They need like a lot of things. And then they realize further on that they really didn't need all that. No. You said in that same post that showed the pictures of the vegetables, you said, I don't worry much anymore. The feeling of helplessness is something I don't miss. But enough of that. Look at all this life. And I thought that yeah. was so beautifully written. Gro- yeah. Growing vegetables and flowers and plants is a, a great way to, to live for today. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Yeah. It was um, when, the, when the COVID uh, started and, um, and Denmark shut down, my first thing was to dig up my lawn and plant potatoes. Uh, when everyone else was getting toilet paper, I was I was out digging my garden up, <laughs> just to be sure. So now I have a surplus of potatoes this year, but luckily it didn't go as I was. But I thought that it it was better to plant potatoes than buying toilet paper. Yeah. I uh, I had uh, uh, in a very serious situation as it was. I I really was fascinated by the whole toilet paper thing, because uh, as some might say that. The only thing pilgrims steal 
is toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone, so I was uh, maybe they had listened too much to this advice. It's only on the on the Camino it's necessary to bring a little bit of toilet paper, but <laughs> not much. <laughs> so, but yeah, I planted the potatoes just also to have something to focus on instead of the the trauma of the world that happened at that moment. Yeah, but it's nice to think something is growing outside yeah. your door. That's so lovely. You wrote elsewhere, and I, I really loved reading this, and I've put it here. You said, soon I've walked 4,000 kilometers as a pilgrim, and I'm still surprised how I'm received. The Camino changed my life in a way I would never have believed four years ago. I healed my wounds down here, found myself, but still lost, but it's okay. I'm me. And I am good enough. I've spent the last 29 days helping other people, people in pain. And it makes me happy when I remove their pain, carry their burdens and choke their fears. And I want nothing in return. Quite the contrary. I only want one thing, that they don't bond with me. I'm only there for a moment before I walk away again because I can't stand being attached to much. Tell us about writing that. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing about attachment on the Camino. And I've seen this a lot of times, is, is that I prefer to say I walk alone. Mm. And uh, I walk very fast. I walk around six kilometers per hour, where right. most people there walk around five kilometers. Yeah, that's, that's so, fast. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fast and my backpack is very light. And um, it's because I don't want to get attached to a group. Um not that I don't like people, but when you get attached to someone, you 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 all of a sudden see people getting their phones and making sure to sleep the same places and and starting to function in a, as a group. And there, I am there to walk alone. So um, and the attachments in life, you really have to be um, choose uh, what and who you want to attach to. Yes. Yeah. It's always a little bit of your freedom you let go of. Uh, I met a guy who walked with a. He was on the way back from Santiago and Del Norte with a donkey, and he was on the way to Iran. And I asked him, "How can you, um, how how can you like walk this far?" And one of the things he said, "I'm only attached to my donkey and my dog." And uh, and and I understood that that this thing about uh, as soon as you start to think too much about what other people are doing, then you start to change the way you act and you become um, a little bit more uh, away from yourself and the way you, what you want. So, so I choose not to, uh, to attach too much to people, but of course, if you help someone, uh, often I will, uh, many people take on too heavy boots on the Camino, very heavy boots, and their feet will swell up. So we end up putting them in trainers or sandals and then I will carry their boots until we can ship them forward. And that's sometimes two kilos extra in my backpack. And, um, and, and what I mean is that when I carried them for that maybe 10 kilometers, then, it's, um, then I've done mine. Because if they attach to me, then I will just carry their burden. And we are all supposed to carry our own burdens for the most uh, ourselves. So, yeah. That's what I meant about that post. It's a bit hard to explain, but I try no. not to get attached. No, I um, understand entirely. I think that's perfectly valid. 
entirely valid. That's what you want. That's the way that you conduct yourself and that's what makes you feel happy. I think that that's entirely appropriate. There's nothing to say or or feel that you should apologise for. I would uh, describe myself as a very social loner. (laughs) So I like to talk to people and and that thing, but anyone who knows me very well knows that if I do something, I will do it. And I don't really... um, if uh, if I want to walk 10 kilometers more one day and uh, I'm with five people and we're having a good time and they ask me, could you please stay? Then I would normally just say, no, I'm going to go forward and and we see you tomorrow if we mm. see you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get I also don't, I don't like to plan too much, especially not on the Camino. Yeah. That's the, the only plan is there is no plans. And uh, that's why I didn't walk this year because, yeah, you, uh, with the COVID, it's it takes a little bit more planning. Yeah, it certainly does. That's for sure. Yeah, you yeah. have to be locked in everywhere. Hey, where is yeah. your favorite place on the Camino, Heine? It's hard to say, but uh, of course the Pyrenees is is beautiful. Like all of the Camino for me is very very special. All of them. I did the Portuguese, um, the English way, and so on. But the walk from um, uh, from Finisterre to Musha, which is like 30 kilometers along Costa del Morta, is is really something very, very, very special. Um, by far the the best walk I, the best 30 kilometers I ever tried to walk. So so that place I really I really uh, enjoy. Even though I always sad when I'm there because I know I I'm at the end. But yeah. And it's a stretch, unfortunately, not too many people take because uh, your energy levels at that point is very low. And my favorite place to stay would be um, in uh, in Hebron in in the uh, Padron Monastery. But it's there is also Albergi Liu in um, Villa Franco di Biasso, where I know the family. And uh, every time I walk in there, they're like, "Oh no, not you again!" And we laugh, and <laughs> I get a hug. So, so, uh, but that's the more personal one. But yeah, I, I really enjoy both Galicia and and the coast there. So I love Via Franco del Viado. A friend of mine has a winery yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it it is a, 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 a yeah. I really I love in in one of their churches. They have a painting of a wizard and a dragon, and. <laughs> I never read that part of the Bible, but I just love that picture. So, <laughs> uh, and, and that's the, the, the Spanish, uh, the weirdness of it all sometimes yeah, where yeah. you, yeah. Where is your favorite place in the world? That is Spain, or actually it's Galicia. Mm, mm. Galicia is my, uh, I've, I've, I haven't traveled uh, a lot in, uh, I've, I've only traveled to uh, Canada and, uh, and, and Europe. So I have uh, uh, still a lot of places to explore, um, but uh, it's it's it, the the culture there is is very much like where I'm from in Denmark. I come from a very rural place in Denmark, uh, close to the coast. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, if you come here in Europe, you you have taken a wrong turn somewhere. <laughs> uh, so uh, so so I really uh, really like that that fisherman village uh, vibe you get there. So yeah. yeah, where is the favorite place or your favorite place in your heart? Oh, that's probably the place where I 
after I finished a walk, I usually walk around a thousand kilometers every time I, I go. And after I'm done there, and then I have the tranquility or, or the, the peacefulness inside of me, mm. where I realize I can't even watch television. Um, it makes me dizzy to look at my smartphone. And that's that's where I, I really, yeah, yeah that's, that's my favorite place to be. And uh, I usually go looking for fossils <laughs> right after I've done a Camino because my senses are so sharpened that I find... Uh, it's it's impossible to explain to people who haven't done it, but uh, I can hear uh, I can hear better, I see better, I smell better, and uh, I speak much less. That's the the things that happens after yeah after a Camino for me. What does the future hold? Uh, hopefully, a lot more walking. Um, I'm. I was planning on walking from Denmark to Santiago, uh, but at, at this point right now, I don't feel so comfortable uh, walking through Europe. I'm going to wait until spring and see how everything works out. Yeah. Um, and, and then I, yeah, I have a world to explore. So um, I've kind of promised myself that in 10 years, I will be in Japan and walking um, the one walker I, I yeah i wouldn't pronounce it my <laughs> it's very bad at it but it's where you walk uh, around a mountain and visits 88 uh, yeah. monasteries yeah 88 yeah. temple walk yeah <laughs> yes uh that's uh that's the future plans for me is to to do these and do as many caminos as i can every time i i have time i will go down to to spain and, and walk i um i want to do i i was supposed to walk uh, via de la plata this year um, which I had to cancel because every yeah we shut down in Europe, so it was not possible. Um, so I definitely need to do that one. That's uh, one of the few more popular Caminos I'm missing. You've been through a great deal um, in the last few years, a great deal of change, um, and it's been a fantastic experience for you. What would you say to yourself if you could whisper something into your own ear five years ago, what would you say? I would have said, well, I should have done this 10 years ago, but I would have told myself that, um, yeah. Manana, I told manana. Bring, yeah, <laughs> and bring less, bring less. I was really, uh, the first time I walked, I, I brought way too much stuff. <laughs> so... Uh, which is, is a, uh, uh, the second year I walked, I met a young Australian guy uh, named Euros, and, um, he had the, he had a, a 14 kilo backpack oh. and, uh, and after a few, uh, he, but he was strong as he was eight, I think he was 19 years old. He was strong and he could do it. But, um, after some days he found out that that he wanted to lighten uh, his weight down. And I went through his backpack and he had eight pairs of underwear <laughs> and eight pairs of socks. And I looked at him and I said, your mom will be very, very proud. But we ended up <laughs> leaving uh, half of his stuff and, and uh, lighting his, his backpack. And, uh, and um, yeah, um, uh, uh, <laughs> seeing him realizing that he could do it much less 
just reminded me, me of myself the first year when I was sitting and I would bring four liters of water and I'm carrying a lot of kilos the first time and I wrecked myself. I was, when I ended my first Camino, I was afraid I would never be able to walk again. But um, because I kept going because of stubbornness, but my feet, my skin was falling off. I really, really picked the wrong equipment. But then I went home and I changed uh, everything. I, uh, instead of being safe, I made sure to be light. And uh, after that, I, I can walk uh, the Camino. Now I, I can, I first time I was in pain, but I was still smiling. Now I'm only smiling and I'm not in pain anymore. So wonderful. And that's, and that's again about having a lot of burdens you're carrying on. You, you should learn to let go of things. Yeah, my word. And yeah, my last question relates to the quote that I read in the introduction, the American author, Carrie Jones, who said, the secret of happiness is freedom. The secret of freedom is courage. Is that right? I would say so. Uh, some of the, my friends uh, will call me brave or say that what I'm doing is brave, but they don't understand that I also did it out of uh, desperation because I felt so locked. Uh, I, I felt like I was trapped in this circle of life that just, and um, with depression. But as soon as I broke the circle and I started to walk and I didn't care if anyone told me that you cannot do this or, or, or yeah, whatever else would um, put in a, a stop for you to do it. Um, um, then I had the, and when I did it and I realized that this is freedom, then uh, it changed a lot for me. Freedom is, is, is very, very important, but freedom is also a very, very scary thing for some because um, they, some people would, uh, they like to be guided through life. And uh, that, of course, is fair. But if you choose to be your own guide, then you also need to be brave because sometimes you will have to sleep on the streets. If you, uh, I walk in a very free way. I never book ahead or try not to. Um, now I walk so much that I know if there's too many pilgrims on the road and you have to. But uh, I've, I've been staying on the streets for some nights in, uh, and every time it's been fine. Actually, it's the best stories of my Caminos are from sleeping in the street. So, yeah, I think, so, uh, I think you've, you've found, uh, in many ways, you've found a way to fit in and you've found, yeah. you've found a way for Heine to, to, to establish a place where you feel free and safe. Yeah. Not only in your, in your mind, but in your heart. Yeah. And of course, it's the freedom uh, where, um, where I, I make sure that my freedom only goes to where other people's line are. Like, um, uh, yeah, it's hard to explain. But, but of course, if it hurts someone else that I'm exercising my freedom I would never do it and 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 on that you always have a, a too much freedom can of course not be <laughs> uh, um, yeah to affect others for example when I camp I usually find a landowner and ask them where I, if it's okay if I sleep there or or stuff like that before I do it because of course you you have to make sure for the next pilgrim to come that yeah. you have behaved well. Freedom yeah. with freedom with courtesy. 
yeah yeah <laughs> and, and especially uh <coughs> on the camino it's it's uh uh when i know from some of the the locals uh for example the the donativo albergues that are there it's very important for me to say that of course donativo is is something that you have to support because i've uh, i had a a night where i dropped my wallet and i didn't have any money and i went to a donativo and and i've got to stay there for free because i didn't have any cash on me until a, 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 a another pilgrim borrowed me uh, 10 euros i could put in the box until i got my wallet back and i could pay back that pilgrim but um some people sometimes think that the freedom is to could be able to walk without giving anything back to the to the camino and it's important for me to say that donativo is not free it's yeah it's uh, it's 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 for them who really have nothing then they can stay there by helping out or something but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no that's very important message that's very important yeah. heine i have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you I've really, really enjoyed our conversation. I just looked at the time and we've been talking for almost 55 minutes, which is crazy. I felt like we've only been talking for about 20 minutes. So thank you very much for sharing your story. You've been very honest and open and I think a lot of people will will get a lot out of your message and the fact that you are brave enough to share your story and you are excited about the future and sharing... The, 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 it's very much a message of hope. And I think that that's fantastic. So good luck to you in your search for meaning. I hope you find what you're looking for somewhere along the way. Thanks very much yeah. for talking with us, Heiner. Buen Camino. Thank you, Dan. And Buen Camino. Can I say one thing? Of course. To your listeners, if they are in doubt, if they should do this, I'm sure that they should do this. Because if they're doubting that they can do it, you will be able to do it and... Um, and uh, the, uh, if you take the leap of faith, you will succeed. The leap of faith. Fantastic. Yeah. Buen Camino, my friend. Buen Camino. My guest this week was the Danish pilgrim Heiner Olsen. The American author Carrie Jones said once, the secret of happiness is freedom. The secret of freedom is courage. The Camino provides. Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino. Buen Camino.